Hey, what's going on? Future is now podcast. I'm your host, Spencer Nakamura. I'm so glad that you guys are joining in um, today. We have a great episode. We are in the Practical Principles um, series. So we've had a lot of episodes. We've had episodes on um, rest. We've had episodes on stewardship. We've had episodes on prayers. So um, we're just talking about being a, a leader, maturing into who God has called us to be. So if you haven't listened to the previous uh, episodes, I encourage you to go back, binge those episodes. Today, we're talking about the money principle. Um, a lot of you guys on Instagram have reached out just asking about, um, hey, what does the Bible say about finances, money, wealth, et cetera, et cetera. So we're just going to be covering that. Um, before we dive into the episode, uh, thank you guys so much if you have been leaving a review on Apple Podcasts and following along the podcast on my Instagram. So I just want to say a big thank you. The podcast is getting pushed out. Uh, people are viewing it. Uh, the 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 podcast is growing, and I am excited um, to announce some fun things coming up in the future here pretty soon. So, um, if you haven't yet, make sure you leave a written review. Uh, make sure you follow me on uh, Instagram at Spencer Knock and tell me what you are enjoying about the podcast. And I'd love to have some dialogue with you. But without further ado, let's just dive into today's episode talking about money. Get your hearts and your minds ready for today's episode. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Future Is Now podcast, where you can discover your calling, live with passion and purpose, and learn how to be the leader of the future. We all have a voice that people need to hear, and it's time to get the confidence to use our gifts to better the world. If you're here to grow in the things of God and develop a healthy mindset, you are in the right place. I'm so glad that you're here. So let's get excited about today's episode. All right, let's jump into this. Money. Uh, Money is something... That in my opinion, wrongfully so, it's kind of like a hot button issue, topic, whatever you want to say. You know, I I don't know about you guys, but growing up, it was always like, hey, don't ask about money. Don't talk about money. It's really awkward. Um, And the more that we shy away from topics, the more that they gain ambiguity and the more that they um, slowly creep into the gray areas of our philosophy, our thoughts, our convictions. And so we just have to know what we believe about money. We just have to. Um, Otherwise, we'll let other people dictate what we believe, and that's just not a healthy thing to do. So um, today we're talking about money. It won't be too long of an episode for you guys, uh, but there's just like discrepancies about it, Um, good, bad, whatever you want to call it. But honestly, I think that money has two camps and both of them are wrong. Um, What I mean by that is the two camps of money, and by camp, I mean like thoughts. The two thought camps that money has is either money is evil, right? You ever ever talk with that person where they're like, yeah, that, that pastor, that pastor wore Gucci shirt this weekend. And so he must be, he must have a lot of money, which means that he's not doing God's will, right? You ever heard that person? They're a joy to invite to parties. <laughs> and then on the other side, though, on the other side, we have people that think that money is inherently good and money equals God's blessing. Like if you're being blessed by God, you have a lot of money. Um, and though that can lead to dangerous arenas of prosperity preachers and asking a congregation to tithe because they need a, a church jet, you know, like the, it just gets into that, um, you know, Kenneth Copeland type stuff where, uh, you know, blessing equals money in God's kingdom. And in my opinion, just going through scripture, uh, my personal conviction is both of those are wrong. Both of those camps are wrong. And, and here's why, because 
we can't think of money as inherently good and we can't think of money as inherently evil because the Bible never paints that picture to us, right? I'm always going to get what I believe from Scripture. Okay, so what does Scripture say about money? Let's go through a couple verses. Uh, Hebrews 13.5 says, Keep your lives free from the love of money. Okay, so don't keep your life free from money. Keep your lives free from the love of money. So in this verse, this is more talking about having like idolatry in your heart and materialistic like that. But money isn't painted as evil. So if you keep your lives free from money, then scripture doesn't have an issue with you having money. Okay, let's, let's move on. Matthew 6, 24 says this. You, can, you cannot seek both God and money. Okay, again, this is putting money as a principal uh, authority over your life other than God. So it has to do with idolatry. So um, money essentially is, it's not the money in general, it's the love of money that scripture is warning us against. Um, and then we look at Matthew 25, 14. I said this in a previous podcast, but this is uh, the talents pr- uh, parable that Jesus told. So basically he tells this parable of a master goes away and he leaves his servants to care for, you know, one cares for a talent, one cares for two talents, one cares for five talents. Master comes back, dude with five talents, doubled it. And he's like, wow, dude, good job. Awesome. Dude with two talents, doubled it to four. Wow, good job. Awesome. The dude with one talent was like, hey, I was afraid of losing it. So I buried it. And so here's your one talent back. And the master called him wicked and called him, um, I think he in scripture, he called him evil, um, lazy. And so there is a principle in scripture of stewardship, of taking what God has given you and being able to do something with it, okay? So that can bleed into finances, and we'll get to that in a second. But the point I'm trying to make is Scripture does not tell us that money is good, and Scripture does not tell us that money is bad. Because if if money was inherently good, then Scripture would tell us, go seek after money. Because the Scripture tells us to go seek after things that are good, right? Right? So if money was inherently good, scripture would tell us to go seek after it, but it doesn't. So that means that money isn't inherently good, meaning that everybody doesn't have to seek after it, okay? But also, I, my, my, both my dogs are in my office with me today, and so they're under the table distracting me. Um, but, hi, buddy. Um, but money isn't inherently bad either. If money was inherently bad, that means that any portrayal of money in scripture would be bad. So the reason that I take issue with that is because, first of all, let's look at the Old Testament. In the Old Testament, you have heroes of the faith, right? You have Abraham, an extremely wealthy man in terms of his land, his livestock, uh, that was like the main sources of somebody's wealth back then. He was extremely wealthy, okay? And obviously, he was, you know, he's the father of um, generations, you know? He is he uh, is somebody that God looked on and, and started a legacy with. And so, didn't portray wealth in a bad light there. You have Job. You know, Job was uh, extremely wealthy, 
and he was a faithful, a faithful man of God, and God loved Job, okay? You have some, you have, you know, you have the kings of the Bible, you know, you have King David, you have um, Solomon, who was extremely rich. Now, I get it, that's like, you know, that's royalty, and that comes with it, but at the same time, it still portrays people with wealth, and that equaled blessing from God. All right. And then, you you know, you have Joseph in the Old Testament who climbed the ranks, who was faithful and eventually, you know, second in command um, and extremely wealthy as well. So the point I'm trying to make is wealth was a sign of blessing in the Old Testament, but it wasn't the sign of blessing. My, my dogs are being crazy. Stop it. Wealth was not the sign of blessing, meaning just because somebody was wealthy doesn't mean that they were blessed. However, those that were blessed sometimes had the sign from God of wealth. So it's not portraying wealth in a bad light, which means that it's not inherently bad. We also, and if we want to look at the New Testament, this is something that a lot of people overlook because a big argument on money is, well, you know, all the all the disciples and everybody in the New Testament was poor. Jesus was poor. Paul was poor. Everybody was poor. You know, it's like, okay, they, you know, Jesus told them that not to take anything with them. Like, yes, that's true. Um, but just because <laughs> that happened with them doesn't mean that every single specific thing applies to us today. Um, the one thing I look at is um, Joseph, okay? Joseph of, um, I think it's pronounced... Ar- Arimathea. Um, so basically, you might not know who this is, but this was a very prominent figure um, in the death, burial, resurrection of Jesus. So Joseph, you can look at Luke chapter uh, 23 for this. So Joseph was part of the Sanhedrin. He was part of the council. So he was, I mean, essentially part of the group that chose to um, prosecute and crucify Jesus. However, it also tells us in Luke 23 that he actually didn't agree with them, the people that crucified Jesus. It also tells us in Luke 23 that he was an um, upright man. He was a follower of Jesus. You know, he, he, he wanted to follow him. It also tells us in Luke 23 that he is good and upright. And finally, in Matthew 27, it tells us that he was a wealthy man. And so he plays a key part because he was the one that went to Pilate and convinced him to give the them back the body of Jesus to be buried. And so he buried him in his tomb where Jesus was later resurrected. So a wealthy, high class man was a follower of Jesus. In scripture's eyes, he was good and he was upright and he was integral in the part of Jesus's resurrection. How cool is that? So I say all of this to tell us that we can't be looking at money as good and we can't be looking at money as bad. Well, if you don't look at it as good, you don't look at it as bad, then what do you look at it as? Money to us, to believers, should simply be a resource and nothing more. It's just a resource. It's just something. It's just an asset that can be drawn on to help us, help a person, help an organization, be effective if that's what we're called to do. It's literally a resource. It's something for us to use. So this big idea that, oh, I look at this person and I can base basically their faithfulness to God based off of what they drive and how much money they have, that's stupid and that's ignorant and that's arrogant. 
Um, and we should not be judging people because of what we see like them wear. That's just, it's just ridiculous. And so we have to be able to look at money as nothing more than a resource because and money without an anchor will corrupt us. That's the biggest thing is we're, we're looking at the Matthew 25, 14 principle, right? And like some people on this earth have a gift from God to accumulate wealth in order to be a gift to the to other people in order to resource the kingdom in order you know God has given people specific gifts to resource the church to resource people to resource organizations like you you might know somebody in your life that's like man you're really good at making money and yes that can be a gift that God has given us to help benefit and bring glory to the kingdom and so we just have to understand that the more that we look at money as a resource the more that in my opinion, will be able to um, use money and steward it in a healthy way. And everybody is called to be a steward. Everybody is called to be um, a financial steward and to keep their accounts and to make sure that everything is going well in your bank account. If you're not budgeting, you should be as a Christian. I know it seems like it's a different world, but it's not because everything that God has entrusted you with, it's your job to take care of. And so there's this, there's another stigma that goes around that's like, oh, I'm a, I'm a pastor and, um, you know, I just, you know, pastors are not financially successful. Pastors are poor. We don't make that much money. And some of us wear it like a badge of honor. And it, 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 we think that it gives us the liberty to be irresponsible with our finances when that's just not the case. You don't have an excuse to be irresponsible with anything, including your finances. So we should be uh, stewarding. We should be budgeting. We should be saving. We should be investing into our futures. We should be creating a space where we are able to navigate freely in what God has called us to do. So that's the way, in my opinion, that we should be looking at money. Okay, if you if you have a dream in your heart that you want to, um, you know, be a millionaire, okay, well, what's the, what's the reason of the dream? What's the purpose of the dream? Is it so you can great drive great cars and wear great clothes and flex on people and have people look at you? Or is it, no, I want to create wealth so I can be generous in my life and benefit other people? Two totally different mindsets. And one is being a great steward and one is creating an idol out of money. So um, we have to be very careful because as you guys know, I mean, falling into the seduction temptations of the world and materialistic things, it's, it's hard. It's hard. It's because everybody around us values it. But um, we have to be able to control money. We can't let money control us. So um, that's all I got for you guys today. Um, I hope you enjoyed the episode. I hope you learned a little bit. If you did, make sure that you leave a written review on Apple Podcasts. That's the most important thing that you guys can do to help growing the podcast. It's been amazing. Um, you know, we're getting thou- uh, thousands, one to 2,000 downloads a week right now. We have a um, fun, exciting thing coming up that I can't announce yet. Um, the Instagram page uh, on Futures Now is growing. And so I'm just thankful. I'm so thankful for all you guys. I'm thankful that you listen to the podcast. I'm thankful that you're part of the Future Is Now family. Um, I would love to get to know you if I haven't already. If you've been listening to the podcast and we haven't met or talked, please message me on Instagram. I would love to have a conversation with you. Uh, make sure you guys are pushing out this podcast. It means the world to me. I love you guys so much. And I'll see you next time on The Future Is Now.